You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. Welcome to America's Voice for Energy. I'm Marita Noon, and each week through this program, I have the opportunity to interview the experts who helped me with the theme of each week's column. This week, my column deals with Hillary Clinton and her green energy policies. Last week, we talked about Donald Trump during the Republican convention. This week, we have the Democrat convention, so it's only appropriate to look at Hillary Clinton and her policies. My column this week is entitled, Hillary's Energy Policies, Enriching Wall Street Cronies While the Poor Are Pawns in Their Political Game. My column this week is not based on my own research, but it's based on the research of a citizen activist and researcher with whom I've worked with many, many times over the past several years. Her name is Christine Lakatus. And Christine, I'm glad to have you back with us today on America's Voice for Energy. Well, it's great to be back again, Marita. You know, you and I have worked together on this for the last four years, but you've actually been doing this work for the past six years. Can you give our listeners a little bit of background as how you, as a citizen, you know, you're not in politics, you're not being paid to do this in general, this is not your job, uh, and uh, how did you get involved in looking at what or started out as President Obama's, what I call, his crony corruption scandal. Well, it all goes back to, uh, I started to do some blogging for a, a, an online site called Blog Critics, and it started with my diet book, and then it kind of led into politics because they had like a bunch of sections. Long story short. Wait, 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 wait. You started with a diet book and went into politics. That makes no sense. <laughs> I know, I know. Well, the thing is, Law Critics has a lot of different areas. They have a, uh, like a health section, they have a sports section, and they have a culture section and a political section. And then as the, uh, the 2009 election, or after the 2009 election, a lot of things started happening. And what spurred me into politics is when Janine Garofalo, I don't know if I've told you this story personally. No, I don't think I've heard this. She got on the air with, with Keith Olbermann, if you remember back then when he was uh-huh. on MSNBC, and she's the so-called comedian actress, and she was saying that everybody that's against Obama is a racist. Oh, well, I had a field day. So my first article was uh, Politics, the Media, and Racism, and I kind of that's how I began. Do, and everybody loved what I wrote, and so like, wow, this is kind of fun. So I started doing more and more and more, and then I was contacted by a guy, named Lee Troxler, and he wrote a book, uh, him and uh, Floyd Brown. I think I, know, I think you know him at Western... Georgia. I know Floyd. I know Floyd Brown, yeah. Well, I helped them do a book called Killing Wealth, Freeing Wealth, and part of my job for them was to research the green energy stuff. Again, that's when the stimulus package uh, was, uh, was hatched up. And as you know, $100 billion went to uh, earmarks for renewable energy. And I noticed in 2010 that a lot of this money was going to Al Gore and John Doerr, Kleiner Perkins. So that's when I started Green Corruption, you know, on blog critics. Well, I did a few series, and then I noticed Goldman Sachs was in on it as well. That was 2010. 
Now, we're going to talk about Goldman Sachs later, right? Okay. So yeah. I began with Goldman Sachs, and I'm ending with Goldman Sachs. So anyway, long story short, I did a lot of research, and uh, they wrote the book. I'm, in, I'm you know, thanked in there, and I have a, a lot of my information, a chapter or two is in there. And so... And, and they paid you. Uh, yeah, yeah. Everything's great. Okay. Um, yeah, it was just a side job because I was, you know, kind of good at what I was doing for some reason. In the meantime, uh, the book came out and it was it, it did well and everything. And so um, I kept digging further, 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 and I just had all this information gathering. And then and then I did some work for Jerome Corsi, and uh, he was going to do a book on it. Long story short, yeah, and he's going to he's going to be on with us later. Yeah, he's he's incredible, and that was in 2011. And I, because I, I, the cylinder went bust. And I wrote out to, to them, I said, look, there's way more to this than Solyndra. This is huge. So I started digging for Corsi where I had like hundreds of pages of research with nothing to do with it because Corsi had it went a different direction. And uh, so I'm like, well, now what? So then uh, I, I started, then, then in 2012, uh, the uh, Department of Energy junk loan uh, 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 was was exposed through the House Oversight Committee report, and I'm like, oh my gosh, all these loans are tied to the people that I've been tracking since 2010. So then I started the Green Corruption Files, and then then fast forward, you and I met. And, and I, well, let, let's just stop for just a sec. Let's let you mentioned the Green Corruption Files. Let's for our listeners give them their web your website on how they can find. Uh, your green corruption file that you started in, you said you started the green corruption files in 2012. Yeah, I started the actual website, which is greencorruption.blogspot.com. Greencorruption.blogspot.com. Okay. Right. Yeah, so then I started that, and then I was interviewed by the Daily Caller, um, and because and I, I, I reached out to everybody, you guys have to hear this, you have to hear this, and then they did an article about me, and I'm saying this is bigger than what ISA thinks, and you know, there are ISA, he was head of the House Oversight Committee. And right. so, again, nobody's reporting on it. I'm like, okay, then I will. So I research, research, boom. Research, research, boom. And I just write one thing, but as you can see, they're very lengthy in the sense that they, they there's so many different green players, what we're now calling green gangsters, in these different uh, deals that were made by the Department of Energy and the Department of Treasury. Then you have smart grid grants, and then you have all these other different uh, uh, federal agencies that are giving out the green energy, which I track to be about $500 billion. When you talk about green energy money, which goes back to the stimulus, but they spent more and other federal agencies on top of these federal and state tax credits. Yeah, which makes it very, very difficult to track. Oh, you can't. You can't. And then you have what I call the climate change cash. It's going out to foreign countries, and they're, they're wanting to spend more and more and more and more to help other countries combat climate change. And so, anyway, so that's kind of like what from there until now. And then you and I uh, started co collaborating in 2012 until now. And so then you helped me, and then I would do more research on a particular topic. You know, like a, another one would go bankrupt, like Sun Edison went bankrupt recently. Abengoa story, you and I were, were uh, the exposed all that long, dirty energy. Um, anyway, so that's kind of like how it all began. And then here we are today. And so let me ask you, when you say the $500 billion figure, do I have that correct? Yes. 
that that is all since 2009. And as you said, if I understood correctly, that started with President Obama's 2009 stimulus package. Right, which was $100 billion okay. out of that package was earmarked for renewable energy. Okay, but there's another $400 billion that you've calculated from other programs? Yeah, well, remember, there's the loan guarantee program, of which only about $15 billion of that was from the stimulus package. And you have another, uh, you know, the $10 billion that went to the green cars. You have the, uh, uh, let's see, uh, I have all these numbers all over the place. Let me find the that I wrote down. But anyway... Uh, and then you have the, the, there's a green war going on, so you have the Department of Defense uh, spending on green energy. Uh, there's also the 1605 stimulus grant program. They're giving out free money, which is a stimulus program, but it was extended. And so now we're at about $29 billion with that program. So it just goes on and on and on. My, my numbers are in my last blog. Uh, and that's why I wanted to recap. The EPA spent money, the Department of Defense, uh, then there's all the, the subsidies for the, uh, you know, uh, the, uh, the wind energy sector, you know, the production tax credit and all that kind of stuff. So it, it just goes on. Tino 3 grant program, which is run by the U U.S. Department of Treasury, which was a stimulus-created program that they've extended. And that right now, as of May 5th, is at $24.9 billion of free taxpayer money, so it's grant money. And then you have the uh, Department of Agriculture giving out money, the EPA giving out money, billions of money, as well as the Export-Import Bank. And I'm not just talking regular. I'm talking. This is all green energy, renewable energy money. So this is the best So most, most people have no idea. Most, most people have no idea about this. No. They think, oh, so lenders, so we wasted a billion dollars or whatever on some of these green projects. It's no big deal. But we're talking hundreds of billions of dollars, taxpayer dollars. So roughly how many would you say, you may not know the answer to this, but roughly how many different um, green energy projects have you, have you followed? Well, would you say my, 20? My, would you say 100? The projects? That are, yeah, like Abengoa, I'm calling a project. Oh. Lindra, I'm thinking oh, yeah. as a project. Well, the entire loan guarantee program, which has been about 30 projects, I followed. Okay. At, at, right. And then you have the big ones that have gone bust that didn't get a loan, but they got a lot of, got like $1.5 billion that Solar City got, $1.5 billion that Sun Edison got, not from loans, but they got from grants and tax credits. Okay, so, so I there's a variety of different programs. Exactly. So, yeah, there's so many different programs that, you know, but it was the loan guarantee program that I'm very familiar with the Ivanpah Project, the Mojave Desert Project, the D D uh, Desert the Sunlight Project, um, the Solar Reserve, you know, Tesla, uh, Fisker that went bust, Cylinder that went bust, Beacon Power that went bust, you know, I can go on and on and on. Yeah, because one of the projects that you and I worked on together that seemed to get some of the most attention was the project that we did on the failures, on the, the, the various 
uh, green energy projects that have failed. And they didn't all go bankrupt. Some of them failed without going bankrupt. Right. And we back then was like that was two years ago, our last tally, where I had track 60. Or we had track about 60. And I mean, I've, since that time, I have a whole box full that I could continue on, you know, add on. And, it, and a couple of them went bankrupt recently, Abandoa mm-hmm. uh, and Sun Edison, okay? Then the other yeah. one, Ivanpah, they got $1.6 billion loan, and they did get the five. Nobody's reporting on this, Marita. They did get the $500 million in grants, and they needed the grants to pay off the loan. Gosh, what a tangled web we weave, you know? (laughs) It's unbelievable. So let me ask you, we're running out of time for this segment. Um, Since you started your blog in uh, 2012, how many uh, page views or, you know, what's the number to say? How many people have looked at it and uh, what kind of bump does it get when, say, uh, Michael Savage uh, mentions it? Well, right now, I started in 2012, and uh, April 2012, so we're at the two-year anniversary, just past my two-year anniversary, right? No. No, you just passed your four-year anniversary, yeah. Four-year anniversary, jeez, okay. Um, I'm almost about to hit 500,000 page views. Wow. So I'll... Yeah, and, 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 and let's just, in the last 30 seconds here, tell us some of the notable, notable people who have cited your work. Uh, the Daily Caller, Michael Savage, Dr. Jerome Corsi, Volnet Daily, uh, Fox News even played some of their stuff back in 2012, Rush Limbaugh, Michelle Malkin, John Hinderaker of Powerline Blog. Uh, those are the ones off the top of my head, but I did list them all. Because, you know, I wanted to tell everybody out there how grateful I am for any kind of financial support, which basically citizens across the nation have done so. Um, All right. We've got to take a break. We'll be, we'll, be, we'll be right back. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back with Christine Lucatus and the Green Corruption Files. 45 years of experience is behind the most trusted name in auto transportation. Passport Transport, the first and finest today. That's why Passport Transport is the preferred auto transport for major auto manufacturers, concours, museums, tours, and collectors, and should be your choice from across the state to across the country. When you have the need, go to PassportTransport.com and enjoy the peace of mind referenced experience will give you. Passport Transport. Watchdog is a term given an organization like the United States Justice Foundation, which since 1979 has been watching out and, when necessary, taking the appropriate action from testifying to litigating to protect our constitutional rights. USJF, a nonprofit organization, is nationally recognized not only as a watchdog, but many in the government, as well as those involved in legal cases, have also called the USJF a bulldog for the tenacious approach in their presentation and proof of what is right. Find out more at www.usjf.net. Support USJF as they support you. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. Welcome back to America's Voice for Energy. We're continuing our conversation with Christine Lakatis, who is the author of the Green Corruption 
file, and the researcher with whom I've collaborated on uh, dozens of stories that I've been a part of on the green energy crony corruption scandal. And just this week, Christine and I collaborated once again. On July 19th, she posted her what I think is the crowning jewel, kind of a summary of her six years of work on this topic. And uh, it's, it's on the Internet now, posted July 19th, and then I wrote my column this week to follow along, to use her research. And my column is titled, Hillary's Energy Policies, Enriching Wall Street Cronies While the Poor Are Pawns in Their political game. And uh, Christine, when I printed out your newest blog post, it came out to 43 pages. And I read through your 43 pages of research and produced about a 1,300 word column. Then I had to edit it down to 900 words. And then I had to edit it down to 600 words. Both of those shorter versions are for the newspapers. It was a challenge. Imagine taking your 43 pages and boiling it down to 600 words. But, um, you know, we managed to get it done. Tell (laughs) me about your inspiration. What made you do this last blog post where you really highlighted and and kind of connected a lot of dots on what you call the green gangsters? Well, basically, uh, as you know, back in April, you alerted me to the fact that Michael Savage is reading my, my blog on his radio program. I know, and what an exciting day that was. It was so fun. I'm like in my car going to my real job, and you're going, uh, and I'm like, oh, okay, I'll tweet it out. She goes, I, and then you tell me, I think you better do more than that. <laughs> yeah, it's on right now. Michael Savage is reading your stuff on the air. I'm like, okay. So long story short, I get home that night because you have to either listen to it live or wait for the podcast to come out. And I'm sitting here and I'm listening to it and I'm about, I'm dying on the floor laughing. I can't breathe. It was so brilliant. And so um, I reached out to him to thank him and blah, blah, blah. Long story short, he invited us on the program. I was on the program the next Monday. And he's the one that, I used to call them green villains in some of my writings. He's the one that, uh-huh. that uh, called them green gangsters. And he actually is, because Sun Edison had just went bust. When he gets on the radio, he tweets out, green gangsters tied to Obama score billions by declaring bankruptcy. Read this and scream at your progressive. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, oh, no, no, no way. Anyway, so he was screaming about the Sun Edison <clears throat> going down the eco toilet, what I, what I call it. And so, uh, long story short, I figured, well, this is interesting. So I kind of let a couple of weeks go by, and uh, I decided, well, you know what? I'm going to take that theme. I'm going to talk about Michael Savage taking on the green gangsters. Well, I started digging, 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 and it turns out every rock I turned over, because, of course, I wanted to make my work current. Well, every rock that I turned over, oh, they're backing Hillary. Oh, George Soros. You know, he's behind Hillary. He's bankrolling Hillary now. Oh, uh you know, Elon Musk is backing Hillary. John Doerr is backing Hillary. Uh, the Wall Street banks are, are bankrolling her campaign. I'm like, uh-oh. So it just kept going on and on, and I tried to just kind of give an overview and kind of give examples of how it worked. And so then as I was digging, of course, I reached out to you. I said, Marita, this is bigger than what I thought. And um, 
then you allowed me the uh, the time and, and you, well motivated me the time and energy to, to continue, of which I finished tying it to Hillary Clinton because this is the kicker. She puts she's basically part of her platform is to take on big and unaccountable money in politics and yeah. the evils that this does to politics. Right? Remember? Yeah. That is a big, mm-hmm. huge part of her platform. And so she's telling all the American people on her website uh, across the country. And then and then you have Bernie Sanders, right? Okay. Uh, what did he, he come out? i got to find what he said. Okay. Uh, yeah, well, what, in, okay. His, in his endorsement of Hillary, you and yeah, I communicated that day. Exactly. I said, are you watching this? And I, again, I'm on the floor laughing because this is what he does. It was Mrs. Clinton in the background nodding her head like a bobblehead. Uh, Sanders ripped into Wall Street's greed, references, and illegal behavior. Then while bashing the rich, he also rambled on about the grotesque level of income and wealth inequality that currently exists. And then... And then about, so that she's going to uh, somehow take money out of politics because the millionaires and billionaires are buying our democracy, right? This is what he's saying. Yes. And she's nodding her head, yes, yes, yes. Well, she is bankrolled by big money, dark money, and these green gangsters. And you have the proof of it because you've done the research. I, and you've got all the data on it. Forty pages, and I, that's just, that's not even covering all of them. Now, we covered three banks. Uh, Citigroup, Bank of America, and Goldman Sachs that are in the green business. So that's why I was I only took on the green people. I didn't take on anybody else in dark money, unaccountability. Then she's got all these super PACs that they're giving money to, and she said, oh, we got to get super PACs out of you know, special interest. And then she's being backed by lobbyists. And she's saying, oh, lobbyists are taking, taking control. No, uh, special interests are taking control of our country. And she's being bankrolled by them. She's in bed with them. Yeah, I mean, she's the worst. Exactly. So, I mean, the, the hypocrisy, and that's why I call it Hillary's horrendous hypocrisy. It's just, it, 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 it's so huge, and I don't understand why. I mean, I'm, well, probably you and I are probably preaching to the choir, but, I mean, don't people know? I mean, she's hiding the fact that she's being, she had these speaking arrangements with Wall Street, and she won't release the transcripts. And yeah, so since you mentioned that, let, let's, let's jump up to current. You did all this research, and thanks to my donors, I was able to raise enough money to pay you to finish doing this project. It wasn't really enough, but you, you did it with what we were able to yeah. raise, it was, it and I appreciate better. that. Yeah. Yeah, better than nothing. And exactly. uh, I appreciate my donors being able to step up to the plate, and anyone listening, we're, more donations are still welcome, because this is a huge project that you put together. So you and I decided, you know, I did Donald Trump's energy policy last week, um, but I really knew you and I were going to do this for the Democrat convention several weeks ago. You and I talked about when are you going to have this finished, Christine? When should I do my Mm -hmm. column? And then we both kind of realized, oh my gosh, the Democrat convention is ahead of us. We need to have this out to coincide with the Democrat convention. And so you got it done in time, you got it posted, and I plan to write my column on this. But then I realized if I'm going to do something on Hillary for the Democrat convention, I need to do Trump for the Republican convention, which is a totally different story, and I did. And that was, that was last week's story. 
So right. this past weekend, while I'm there, ready to write, I've got your 43 pages printed out. I read through about half of it at, this, at the time of what I'm talking about. I had, did read through all of it, and I've highlighted what I think I can work with. When all of a sudden we get this WikiLeaks, e, WikiLeaks email dump, so you take it from there. Oh, my gosh, yes. So then as I'm as, you know, waiting for you to give me your draft and let's, like, make sure we got the numbers right and whatnot, and you're deciding which direction to take, I see these WikiLeaks on Twitter. And I see one about Wall Street. I'm like, no, no, no way. And this is what it says. It says, Clinton, she, Clinton, doesn't want the people knowing about her relationship on Wall Street. And then, and you can tell who it was because you found out who it was. She wants to achieve consistency, and the best way to do that is to keep the people ignorant. Baffling. That's Wall Street. I mean, can you imagine can you imagine? These are, this is the DNC people talking about Hillary Clinton in, the, in their internal emails. And we can go Thinking that, that no now. one's ever going to see it. I know, and everybody's no. focused on these emails about Bernie Sanders, which is a valid focus. But other exactly. than what you and I have done on this, I have not heard anybody else talking about that specific email out of the how many thousands of emails were there? I think like 10,000, maybe more. So, you know, yeah. we, you found this one little email that talks about her connection to Wall Street. So that made me decide, okay, I'm going to, out of all the 43 pages of work you did and all the names that you addressed, including people we know like Al Gore and Tom Steyer, et cetera, uh, I decided, okay, I had to narrow my focus to get it down to the appropriate word count. And so I decided to go with... Um, with the Wall Street stuff. So, Christine, we've got about three minutes left. I think we're going to need to keep you on for another segment if you've got time. But in the, in the remaining three minutes we have, tell, tell our listeners about these banks, the Wall Street. Let's, let's go with some of the Wall Street connections right now, and then when we come back, assuming you have time, let's, let, let, let me have you, give you some time to actually talk about what you found to be the most startling in your research. Well, basically, as you can see, is that in the middle of this climate racket, green racket, whatever you want to call it, um, there's, these, there's billionaire investors at the center. There's big solar, big wind, big energy, and Wall Street. And the thing about Wall Street, you have to remember, is they, they take on different roles here. Sometimes they're an investor. Sometimes they're just a book runner. Sometimes, sometimes they're just kind of an IPO. Uh, so they have various roles. But no matter what they do, they make money. So if one goes bankrupt, they've already made their money with IPO. They've already made their money. Okay? Now, let, let, so, me, let, me, let me jump in here with something. You know, and I just want to make sure, because even though the banks, these Wall Street banks like Bank of America and Citibank, they aren't actually getting the loans or the loan guarantees. They're adding additional money onto some of these green energy companies. And correct me if I'm wrong. But they wouldn't have done this in the first place if these companies hadn't already gotten the grant or the tax credit or whatever it is. If the government wasn't involved, these banks wouldn't participate. Am I correct on that? Uh, I think it's 50-50 because, for example, Goldman Sachs, their, their subsidiary Cogentric did get a loan. They got a, a $97 million loan, one of those Department of Energy loans. So there's different roles. So in that case, one of their companies did get a loan. So did U.S. Geothermal. 
Okay, they're investors in that. They were also investors in Sun Edison before they got the money. They're investors in First Solar before they got the money. But they did do another cycle of investment after the fact. Okay, so, so they're all interconnected. Remember, it's all interconnected. And so what happens is, so when you look at Goldman Sachs, they're connected to like I think I counted like ten different companies: Tesla, Solyndra, Sun Edison, Solar City. Whether they were an underwriter or a bookie. Uh, book runner, and then you've got, uh, that's Goldman Sachs, Citigroup, but I counted like about 20 different uh, 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 projects or companies, the green companies that they represent at, at different parts. And same with Bank of America. They were involved in that prologus uh, uh, project AMP loan for like $1.6 billion along with NRG Energy. And on top of that, they had other side deals that are part of Next Era Energy, the wind, wind programs that they're going after. And then Solar City, and I believe there was another, I don't know if it was Sunrun or one of those. Yeah, well, we're out of time for this segment. I'm glad you can stay with us. And when we come back, I want to make sure we talk about the Clinton connections to the, the foundation and the campaign. Stay with us. We'll be right back on America's Voice for Energy, heard each Thursday on AmericasWebRadio.com. Affordable health insurance was the promise of Obamacare. But for many, the government mandate caused more problems than it solved. This is Dr. Elena George from Medicine on Call, and I want to tell you about a truly affordable alternative allowed under Obamacare, Liberty HealthShare. Liberty HealthShare bypasses doctor and hospital panels, giving you the freedom to choose, and with a maximum of $500 out-of-pocket per person and 100% coverage up to $1 million per year per occurrence, you can rest assured knowing you and your family are protected. Coverage starts as low as $107 per month and also includes dental, vision, pharmacy, and holistic care. Liberty HealthShare puts you back in charge of your health. Visit them online at libertyoncall.org. Again, for a true affordable alternative to Obamacare, visit libertyoncall.org or call toll-free 1-800-714-6993 today. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. Welcome back to America's Voice for Energy. We're talking with Christine Lakatus, author of The Green Corruption Files, and the citizen activist researcher that I've worked with for the past four years on the green energy story. So, Christine, before we ran out of time there at the last segment, and thanks for staying with us, by the way, uh, we were talking about the Wall, Wall Street and the banks and their involvement in these green energy projects. Let's mm-hmm. connect those now to Hillary. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Well, first of all, remember, these three banks were also big Obama uh, campaign donors. They were on the top. Goldman Sachs, I think, was number two or number five. So it was Citigroup in the top ten and Bank of America. So they all, they've also backed Obama. The big misconception out in the public arena is that they think the Republican Party is in bed with Wall Street and these big banks with the same thing. But the truth is, is they're in bed with the Democrat Party. And these three banks have also, and other banks as well, and Wall Street, of course, Hillary wants to keep us ignorant of this, is the fact yes. that basically they have been bankrolling her political career from the very beginning. Then they go and they, they help Obama get elected. And then they've also, who know, I don't know the exact dates, but they've been giving big to the Clinton Foundation. 
Okay. Now, to our listeners that don't know this, how do you know they've been giving to the Clinton Foundation? Well, there, uh, Bill Clinton was forced to release a list of donors when Hillary became Secretary of State. That was part of the prerequisite of keeping tabs on the Clinton Foundation, which they didn't do a very good job, by the way. So you, you actually can go in there and look. I mean, it, it, there's pages and pages, and we do, do. I've linked it all on my blog, and so have you on yours. Uh, mm -hmm. Goldman Sachs gave between one to five million, and two hundred fifty to five hundred thousand through the Goldman Sachs. So these collection. are the categories. So uh, uh, in the record keeping that was released, right. there's a category of donors, and so you just that, you don't know the exact dollars, but you know which category these donors are in. Is that correct? Right, and that's all they give. They only give a range. Right. They don't say Goldman Sachs gave you know five million or one million. It's it's in that range, and then okay. Bank of America gave between five hundred and one million dollars, and they've come out okay. supporting Hillary for twenty for for twenty sixteen. Now I don't know how much money these banks have given to her campaign this time, but I do know they bankrolled her campaign from the beginning of her political career. I also know uh -huh. that she's done these speaking engagements where she's made you know hundreds of millions of dollars from them. Again, she doesn't want to release the transcripts. So and yeah, and that's that's clearly mysterious. Right, right. And remember, not only that, she does, of course, she doesn't want to want us ignorant about her relationship to Wall Street. But she's being bankrolled by Wall Street, the uber rich, special interest groups, lobbyists, super PACs, and secret caste. Everything that her and Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders and all the progressives are fighting against. So they're fighting against themselves. Yeah, they're fighting against, you know what. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now, so they got these, uh, many of these companies that are in your report um, would not exist without taxpayer dollars, correct? No. Here's, here's one green gangster, for example, Warren Buffett, a billionaire buddy of Obama, okay? He's won a mm -hmm. ton of taxpayer cash, and he's got, like, this whole clean energy thing. And he even says, he only does it, that's the only reason to build them. They don't make sense without a tax credit. Yeah, about that's wind about wind turbines. Exactly. Right. Now, remember, he's all, now he's backing Hillary for president. He's been out campaigning with her. He's made a special ad for her. And he's directly given to one of her super PACs that she's against. On top of that, he's given money to the Clinton Foundation. Or his, his, I'm sorry, his son, Peter Buffett, has donated to the Clinton Foundation. And then he's in cahoots with Bill Gates, who's another, another one. And he got first mm -hmm. solar. You know, I've listed about 20 or 30. David Crane is CEO, uh, the CEO of Energy Energy. He's tied to all those uh, big uh, stimulus loans. He's given to the Clinton Foundation. He's in cahoots with the, the Haiti Project, the solarizing Haiti, back when that is all happening, I got internal emails from him to Hillary asking for favors. I mean, it just goes on and on and on. Google, they're huge in, in the green, green energy and in Hillary's back pocket. And they were in a So what, we, what we've got is we've got millionaires and billionaires, big companies like B of A and <laughs> Citibank and Google, so we've got we've got names people Tom know: Steyer. Al Gore, Tom Steyer, George Warren Buffett, John yeah, George Trump. Soros, and these John people Trump. are getting they're getting loans from the government, or grants and from the government, or tax both. credits from the government. All three. Yeah. Some get and then 
after they get this money from the government, which really means, and I just want to emphasize this, money from the government means money from average, everyday American taxpayers. Right. That our taxes that we pay in, uh, they then, the, the Obama administration has taken this money and handed it out in the forms of these various programs that you've mentioned to billionaires, millionaires, and, and big companies, big money, and then these people that received this money, they turn around and take some of that money. And you know, obviously, there's not a dollar that's marked one. There's not a dollar bill that says this dollar bill came from the stimulus fund. But money's fungible. Mm -hmm. They then turn exactly. around and give that money to Hillary Clinton's campaign and the Clinton Foundation. Yes, it's almost like a money laundering system. You scratch your back, I'll scratch mine, and we keep scratching back and forth. It's like a money shell game kind of thing. And it's pathetic because um, not only that, is there are certain companies that we've propped up with our taxpayer money, like First Solar, Sapphire Energy, Solazyme, three, three that come off the top of my head, that were uh -huh. made because of the stimulus package are giving to the Clinton Foundation. Now, keep in mind, too, Maria, this is really key. The Clinton Foundation is involved in the climate racket. That's what I was going to ask next is, okay, so what do they get by giving? Why are they giving to the Clinton Foundation? What are they getting for this? For the millions of dollars they're giving, we all know it's obvious they've got to be getting something. Well, of course, you know, they, they could get favors from uh, Hillary as Secretary of State. They, they could, be, could be wanting future favors because, remember, some of this money was given before I found it. I don't know what date they gave it. Um, you know, uh, so the other thing is that it doesn't all directly go to one particular fund. Uh, it just goes to different, different like a, either the big pot or a specific, you know, initiative. Does some of it go to the Clinton Climate Initiative? Yes. And that's where the or what do they call it, the global Clinton Global Initiative or whatever, right? And and that is where they do all the climate racket stuff. What I call climate racket because I think I told you this on the phone is that I looked up some of their initiatives for climate change and I listed I think twenty and I just started with the letter A. And, so and you got how far into the alphabet? A. I guess start with the number. Oh. I got to letter okay. A. Okay. And I even get to letter B. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I and and you came up with alphabet. about 20 of them. And they're all like, they're not even like, I mean, some of them, I mean, I don't know. They look like advocacy, advocacy groups or something. And there's Green for All. I think Van Jones' stuff is in there. I'm not, I'm not quite sure. I have to, you know, recheck, but I'm like, oh, this sounds familiar. You know, and then, you know, anyway. And all of this yes. is kind of behind a veil. This is not out there clearly. You have to kind of dig and dig and dig, and then you just yeah. kind of connect the dots based on what you know. Yeah, and then you've got people like Carol Browner, who is running the department, who is Obama's climate czar, who's now the head of the DNC, the, the, the uh, Democrat platform, Carol Browner. The Joyce Foundation is given the Clinton Foundation, the Tides Foundation, the Kent George Soros, Next Era Energy, Nissan, Bank of America, Solozyme, Tom Sire, Citigroup, uh, Southern Company, Good Energy, PG&E, U.S. Geothermal, that's a Goldman Sachs company, I just mentioned that, SunTech, the Podestas, oh my gosh, it was a, don't get me started on them. Energy, yeah, the Podestas are a whole tangled web. Yeah, Stephen Wesley, who is, remember Obama's uh, Golden Boy Bundler, or 
Bumgar with the golden touch. Remember him? Yeah. Uh huh. I do, but I'm sure I'm sure none of my listeners have ever heard of him. Oh, because yeah, I wouldn't have heard him if, if it wasn't for the work I've done with you. He's a Clinton Foundation donor, and he's supporting Hillary. You know, Tom Sires out there bashing Donald J. Trump. On a, I get his email every week. I mean, nasty, nasty stuff they're saying about Donald Trump, and he's supposed to be doing climate change with his little eco group. Oh, you can't vote for Donald Trump. He's this and he's that. And he's, I'm like, oh, that, what does that have to do with green, green, green energy? And Tom Steyer, as you know, you just wrote about him. He just had a, what, a dinner for Hillary. Uh, he's tied to, like, all these different green groups that won taxpayer money. Including yeah. Including uh, uh, Sun But again, uh, with, Tom, with Tom Steyer, again, the connections are not super clear. I mean, you have to really dig, and then and then it's like, well, you see his name is on this board, and you see his name is connected mm-hmm. here, and you see he's he's a part of this. But it's these they're so clever, and you you have to know that they know what they're doing is is wrong because it's so circuitous, it's so hidden. Mm-hmm. Well, regardless, this whole. Green energy thing is very incestuous, is what I call it, because of all the different players are involved in a lot of different projects. Google, 10 different projects. Half of them are the same as Kleiner Perkins projects, which Goldman Sachs is part of. And then, I mean, it just it goes on and on and on. And you can't even, George Soros, investor in NRG Energy, they're all over the place. They won like $5.2 billion just in the loans. I mean, you know, and David Crane, the CEO of the time, was the pal of the Clintons, emailing Hillary when she was Secretary of State, hey, can you do me a favor? Oh, thank and thanking her spiritual advisor. Oh, thank you for putting that million dollars to the Clinton Foundation. Well, that, you know, that was, like, weird. Yeah, that whole story, I mean, it's a name that most people don't know, which is why I didn't choose to pick up on it in my yeah. column. But, that, you know, I just want to really encourage our listeners to go to your blog, just do a search on the green corruption file, and you'll find it. And this last post is called Hillary's Horrendous Hypocrisy, Clinton Bank Bankrolled by Big Money, Dark Money, and Wealthy Green Gangsters, Robbing U.S. Taxpayers to Save the Planet. We've got one minute left, Christine. You say this is your last post. Why is that? Well, as you know, Marita, it's been, we've been out begging the planet for money. <laughs> we have, we have. We've done everything except for go out with our little dogs and cats on the street corner. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and as you can see, I think, as I told uh, Savage, like one of these reports, this one took me three months, part-time, probably if I had been doing it because I had to keep working. Uh, if I had been doing it uh, full-time, I probably would have gotten it done in two months. But at any rate, it's just been a, it's been a money issue. It's been fun at times. This one I cried several times because every time I turn over one rock I'm like no not them why are they here you know I don't want to fight back but then I oh not them Uh, Wesley oh my gosh he's involved here um yeah so that's pretty much the reason I I you know want to take the time to thank you for your trusting me because that was a big stretch because you didn't know me and you're like oh fitness trainer turn activist Mm -hmm. how does that work yeah it doesn't make a lot of Uh, sense yeah, how does it go from diet book author to uh, political blogger? Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm good at well, what you do. Yeah, you are good at what you do. I hate to see the work discontinue, and, uh, but 
You know, we're at, we're out of time for this segment, Christine, and we're going to talk to your friend Jerome Corsi for our closing oh, segment. Give him a hug. But I, I will by phone. Thank you, Christine, for joining us once again on America's Voice for Energy. And all of you, please stay tuned. We'll be right back. Your auto love and investment demands the best. And for 45 years, Passport Transport has been meeting those demands. From manufacturers to the one-car collectors and all other facets of the auto industry and antique auto hobby. The first and the finest with unequaled service and peace of mind. Passport Transport, your auto transportation company. Contact PassportTransport.com with your need today. Passport Transport. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. Welcome back to America's Voice for Energy. For our closing segment, I'm pleased to have with us Jerry Corsi. Now, you may know him because Christine mentioned him in the previous segments, but he's also the author of many books. You may know his book called Obamination, and his newest book is called Partners in Crime, and that's on the Clinton Foundation. It's available uh, for delivery August 7th through Amazon.com. I encourage you to check it out. Jerry is also the senior staff writer at WorldNet Daily, WND. So, Jerry, thanks for joining us today on America's Voice for Energy. Uh, Great to be with you. Thank you very much. Now, we've spent the last three segments of this show with Christine Lakatus, a researcher who I know has done some work for you in the past, and she and I have done many, many, many projects together over the past four years, and our work today, this week's column uh, that I wrote, is based on her research called Hillary's Horrendous Hypocrisy, Clinton Bankrolled by Big Money, Dark Money, and the Wealthy Green Gangsters Robbing U.S. Taxpayers to Save the Planet. And we're excited to have you talk to us today about the the Clinton Foundation and what you know. Christine, of course, she and I talked about uh, the, the big money, banks in particular, that are contributing to her campaign and that are also contributors to the Clinton Foundation, but you've done far more research on that. What do we need to know? Well, I've uh, the Clinton Foundation, and Christine, by the way, has done excellent research. Uh, you and she together, I think, have made a ma- major impact in the understanding of uh, the corruption in the green energy field, um, and, and it's been important to combine that with the corruption in the Clinton Foundation. I mean, my book, Partners in Crime, argues the Clinton Foundation is really a criminal scheme and it's designed uh, to enrich the Clintons. And I take a um, a, a detailed analysis based on uh, the financials of the Clinton Foundation and the regulatory filings because I think you can prove in the numbers and the filings, these are, you know, like Al Capone, the criminal, went to jail over income tax evasion. Well, Similarly, I think the Clintons are, you know, have proved the fraud with filing uh, fraudulent financial forms and regulatory statements. And the fraud is really inurement. They, in other words, they've <coughs> used a foundation that's a charity, a 501C, <coughs> that has got tax advantages for the contributors, for the donors, in a way to enrich themselves and that's right at the heart of what you're not permitted to do with the foundation. You can't run a false charity. Uh, the Clintons have done this over and over again, scam after scam, 
exploiting disasters, earthquakes in India, earthquakes in Haiti. Here come the Clintons. They collect hundreds of millions of dollars, and then that money disappears and is not reported in the financials. That money goes into the Clintons' pockets, and the core of my book is to argue that the, the crime that can be proved with the Clinton Foundation is enormous. So help me, I guess I'm naive, because as Christine and I were talking about how many millions of dollars, for example, Bank of America or Citibank gave to the Clinton Foundation, I, I don't understand why, why are they doing this? Why are they giving this kind of money to the Clinton Foundation? Well, clearly, I mean, this is, again, uh, another book, Peter, um, Peter Schweitzer's book, Clinton right. Cash, argues it's a you know, pay-to-play, and that's to you know, get favors from the Clintons on regulations dealing with banking and, and any other financial arrangements worldwide while she was Secretary of State that the various banks or Wall Street firms wanted. But I'm, I say that's a hard one to prove because okay. the nexus, the nexus is hard to prove where, you know, between did they get a quid pro quo? Was there, you know, was the policy decision made because the cash was paid? Whereas it's much simpler to go to the, to the Clinton financials and say, we can't find these speaking fees anywhere. And, you know, they're not reported. And when they are reported, they're lumped in such gross categories that you can't distinguish them. And then when you realize that Bill Clinton has operated a shell companies and pass-through accounts, I mean, WJC LLC, which is his initials, W. William J. Clinton, is a shell company. It does nothing but have a pass-through bank account into, like money launderers do or drug cartels, um, terrorists. The money goes into the account in WJC LLC and it goes out of that account. But it's a great way to divert money away from... But wait, money goes into that account from the Clinton Foundation? Is that what you're saying? We don't saying? know where it comes from. Don't have any clue where it comes from. That's why it's a pass-through account. I mean, the pass-through account... The money comes in. It may come in through a, a another a dummy account. It's a lo- lo- money laundering scheme. Uh, whether you know whether the money is coming from speaking fees or it's diverted from the Clinton Foundation, I don't know. Uh, but we do know that that is the purpose of setting up that kind of an account, and that if we take a look at the financials of the Clinton Foundation, for instance, UnitAid, which is a fund that's in Europe collected and used through the U.N. in Geneva, the Clintons get millions of dollars, tens of millions of dollars annually from Unidaid to fight AIDS in Africa. But as I pointed out in Partners in Crime, Unidaid's figures of what they give the Clintons doesn't jive with what the Clintons report they got. And where the extra money went is, again, the kind of criminal scheme, fraudulent financial reporting that is used when criminals create foundations to divert money into their own enrichment. Now, do you think that this is some of what the FBI is currently looking at? I don't know. I mean, the FBI was very disappointing even on the emails. I think sure the, the FBI has become politicized, and that's the problem, is that the political nature of the FBI is such that, um, you know, you've got to, a pass given to the Clintons, even though James Comey and 
making his public statement, made it clear that Clinton had Hillary had been extremely careless in handling government secrets, classified documents, over a an email in her private email in her house that did not have adequate security procedures to protect the information. And for most people, that would be a crime. But yet he said, you know, she's very well known, she's done all this good work, and so therefore no prosecutor would take the case. Well, I doubt if that's, the, if that's so. I think prosecutors came forward and said, yeah, we take this case. Yes. But the, yes. Point, but the, but the point is the Clintons get a pass. I think they'll get a pass on the Clinton Foundation from the FBI and the Department of Justice, which are controlled by the Democrats. And it's been very political. The IRS has been extremely political. You know, not granting even tax-exempt status to any organization applying for a 501c if they were conservative or, or Tea Party. Uh, my book, right. Partners in Crime, is aimed at saying you, the individual, in any state, one state attorney general can close down the Clinton Foundation internationally. All you, I give you the list of <clears throat> attorneys general at the back of the book, and I invite you to write the reader to, you know, if you've, if you've donated a dollar to the Clinton Foundation, you have standing because you can claim that dollar was diverted into enriching the Clintons. And with a, I give you sample complaints. Uh, I would like to get groups of people in states and with lawyers participating to file criminal charges in the state uh, in which they live uh, against the Clinton Foundation because it only takes one state to open a criminal investigation. That state can say, we're shutting down the Clinton Foundation internationally so our state citizens don't get defrauded by giving more money to what may be a criminal enterprise, as we're suggesting it is. Well, it seems, again, maybe I'm naive, but it seems like that should be fairly easy to find a conservative attorney general who would love to take that on. Well, you would think so, you know, but the politics of this, the Clintons constantly are getting this passed. Nobody seems to want to confront the Clintons. And what I'm saying is the evidence uh, in the financial statements, you know, Clintons do not have authorization. They operated for years with a foundation. It was given tax exemption to collect money for the Clinton Library. And then they just decided, oh, we'll fight AIDS. We'll have a Clinton Health Initiative. Well, that was created without IRS approval. They didn't get a letter of determination that they could have tax exemption for that purpose. The Clintons did it anyway. Clinton Foundation was closed down in Massachusetts for not following the rules for a while. Clinton Health Initiative... It's sometimes a separate organization, sometimes not. And when the financials changed, money went missing from the balance sheet, and it was not explained where that missing money went. But I, I relied on the work of Charles Ortel in, in, in New York, who is a brilliant analyst, financial analyst, who has um, analyzed companies like GM and showed there were overvalued and, and during the last, just before the last major downturn, 2008-2009, and he's now analyzed the Clinton Foundation and says it's riddled with errors. It's, it's a, the, the filing, if any normal citizen ran a foundation and filed the sloppy or intentionally fraudulent financials the Clinton filed, they would be in courts charged with criminal violations in state or federal court. 
The Clintons, however, don't even get audited because of the Clintons. That's the problem. Double standard. Hmm, you think there's a double standard? I'm shocked. Right, I know. We're all shocked, aren't we? No, the Clintons have always had a double standard. That's the problem. I think it's why it's so outrageous. It's why you hear the chance lock her up, you know, with Hillary Clinton. I think there's going to be a lot more of that because I don't think the Clintons are going to get through this election with the kind of fraudulent activity that they've engaged into this point with the foundation. And I thought that, I think the foundation, especially since action can be brought at the state level, is particularly vulnerable to um, being a major source of problem for the Clintons during the campaign. Oh, wow. We're, we're down to about one minute left, Jerry. So uh, where, other than having people read your book and you hope that a, a, some attorney general will pick up this case, what, what else do we need to know? Well, I think the, the book provides the information so that you can form a criminal complaint and file the criminal complaint against the Clinton Foundation. That's what Partners in Crime is written to do with your attorney general in your state. And the back of the book in the appendix is a list of all the attorneys general. So you can find the right one and the address and the information to file a complaint and work within your state to build a demand to close down the Clinton Foundation internationally until it's, you know, until it be determined whether or not it's honest charity. And I think it's obvious it's, it's been designed and run. Now, the Clintons have hundreds of millions of dollars in their net worth. Where'd they get it? They've never worked. You know, it's been through the Clinton Foundation, and it's, it's very doubtful that the speaking fees are fully accounted for or that they ever pass through the Clinton Foundation. Yeah. Well, we're out of time. We've been talking with Jerry Corsi, who's the author of Partners in Crime, which, as he said, delineates the finances of the Clinton Foundation. I encourage you to check it out on Amazon.com. Jerry, thanks for taking your time out of your busy day uh, to join us here on America's Voice for Energy. Uh, my great pleasure. Thank you very much. My pleasure, and stay tuned next week for another edition of America's Voice for Energy, heard on AmericasWebRadio.com. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening.